you say it's bow hiking. It's bow hiking. <laughs> you know? I'm trying to what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, for those of you not watching, I feel so fat. <laughs> When you, have, when you have an opportunity to make fun of Nate, yes, we pounce. You put a security t-shirt on and people just let you in. <laughs> they just let you in. I saw it here and decided, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How hard could this be? Oh, yeah. you know? We'd probably like take a minute to yeah. thank our sponsors. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah, we don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, struggle enough just to get a podcast recorded. <laughs> Much less take magazine quality photos in the field with critter, live critters running around. Thanks for listening to The Crave. Sit back and enjoy. All right. We want to welcome everybody uh, to a new podcast. Uh, we are The Crave with a K. So if you want to check us out, go to thecrave.net. Um, this is... Uh, there's, there's a few podcasts out there that deal with hunting and fishing. We, we feel that we're going to bring a little bit different take to the landscape. Um, this will be a, more of an exploration into the great outdoors, highlighting hunting and fishing adventures, topics, different guests. Uh, we have a lot of people lined up for, for the future, which we're really excited about talking to. Mm -hmm. Taking you on this unconventional ride uh, is a group of ragtag sportsmen, um, that you're, uh, if you're watching uh, live, you can, damn, it's not live. <laughs> Here. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching, you can, uh, you can take, take a look at our ugly mugs. Yeah. So uh, we are hell-bent on scratching the proverbial outdoor itch only to have it reappear on the other arm shortly afterwards. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it hurts so bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we do have uh, making up the crave, uh, the community so far is, is we're, we're a population three right now more of a family Grow, growing every we're day. all brothers here right? that's right that's right <laughs> so we have uh nathan bailey uh an it professional with uh hankering for largemouth bass or as you like to say bucket mouths that's right that's big right mouths. Or big mouths yeah yeah mm -hmm. big mouths uh you are our whiz with gear gadgets really anything with a javascript so <laughs> uh and uh true <laughs> Did we disable our cookies for this? <laughs> no? Okay. no, you got to delete them, John. Oh, okay. Cover your tracks. My bad. <laughs> I just go private mode from here on out. Oh, so. yeah, there you go. Um, but Nate, big hunter and fisherman, um, obviously has a skill set that John and I don't have, which mm. helps us get all this audio equipment together. So, uh, Speaking of John, John Eastburn, uh, 
if I had to describe him, it would be a teenager trapped in a linebacker's body. <laughs> uh, always quick with a, a comeback, smart-ass comeback. And uh, uh, never short on sarcasm, that's for sure. Or yeah. advice on which beer pairs best with uh, tonight's wild game that we're eating. Or TV dinner. Or TV dinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in all honesty, John does, if it walks on four legs or swims, uh, this guy has a nose for it. So uh, we lean on him pretty heavily when it comes to advice on the outdoors. Happy to be here, Jake. Glad to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> got your bed made up here, so uh, you. Ren's due on the first. <laughs> uh, and then uh, myself, Jake Siegel, uh, a self-made middle-class average guy. <laughs> uh, I do have aspirations of someday being able to set up a tent under an hour, tie a fly in under two hours, <laughs> And uh, set a tree stand under three hours. So <laughs> looking to check those off the box, uh, check those off the list this year. So, <coughs> um, But we're excited. Uh, we're very excited to do this, uh, bring a, a unique experience to everybody out there. And if there's one thing um, that we always say when we go into the outdoors, it's, it's just remember to you know, bring the toilet paper. Nail right? clippers, right? right. <laughs> toilet paper? Chapstick? I was going to say the fun, but, Chafing? you know. Chafing cream. Mm, right. <laughs> Can't leave it home without it. No, I think toilet paper pretty much, you know, that, that solidifies <laughs> Trekking it. poles. Trekking poles. Oh, okay. <laughs> Noxema? Fun, fun. That's a good one. Noxema. That's a good one. I like But fun. now we're going to talk a little bit later in the episode. Uh, we're going to do, uh, we're gonna do a, uh, a segment that we call Would You Rather. And I'm sure everybody listening has probably done something like that. Uh, you know, whether it's would you rather or there's games out there that are, are set up to do that, you know, give you a situation, you know, this or this. But actually toilet paper, I think for some future episodes that we do, would you rather forget toilet paper or X? I think we got to write that down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's but, a good one. Um, but that is the three of us, Nathan Bailey, John Esper and Jake Siegel. Um, Nate, do you want to. Uh, now, Nate goes by a few different sure. names. Nathan, Nathaniel. Nate Dog. Nate Dog. <laughs> NATO Special Forces. Mm. Nathaniel, as my friend Krishna would say. Nathaniel. But no, Nate, tell us what you're about, man. Give yourself a formal introduction. Yeah, yeah so I, I was uh, born in upstate New York. Spent, uh, spent a lot of my formative years, I guess, in the, on the East Coast. And then uh, Wagons West um, in the 90s. Came out to Oregon and... Um, all my adult years, I guess, I've been out here, so I'd, I'd consider myself more an Oregonian than, than anything, but have a lot of ties back to the uh, eastern part of the, the U.S. And uh, so I get a, a pretty unique perspective through family members and such back there on not only, you know, the, the western hunting that, that I partake in, but, you know, hear a lot about, uh, uh, tur you know, turkey and whitetail hunting from back there and participate mm -hmm. in that as, you know, when I can. And so... Yeah, I'm I'm pretty blessed to have uh, experiences on both sides of the of the country, if you will. Um, you know, I'm uh, I'm kind of a I wouldn't say jack of all trades. I'm, I'm probably mediocre at best at most <laughs> things in the outdoors. Uh, about as stealthy as a Sherman tank. Uh, um, can't sit still for anything. I'm not going to argue um, with you on that. Like, I'm not. I'm just not going <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, you know, not quiet most of the <laughs> but time. But you're getting better. <laughs> yeah. At least you're buying gear I, and you're using gear that doesn't, like, rattle and clink when you're Right, when you're or, or break squeeze. five minutes into yeah. the hunt. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've learned the value of 
buying good gear yeah slowly but surely i'm learning every day that's right <laughs> thanks to that's... thanks in large part by by <sighs> the two brothers sitting here with me um but uh yeah i'm a big fisherman as well uh predominantly bow hunter um getting more and more into elk hunting that's that's uh probably my primary passion in the hunting side uh particularly bow uh do a lot of fishing too big into bass bucket mouths as you said uh probably mm-hmm. probably primary species Which do love to eat walleye though yeah um unfortunately we don't have many opportunities out here in oregon but uh, uh but we like have one of the i mean we have one of the probably uh best kept secrets on the as far as walleye waters are concerned that's columbia river true they're they're thinking that the next world record will come out of the Columbia River, which is flows between Oregon and Washington. Yeah, yeah. for I mean, for our listeners, we are determined to get up there and find that out. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. determined. It's for you guys. It's all yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah, we got the twelve foot uh, we, twelve know. foot aluminum with the uh, nine point nine <laughs> on the back. We're ready to hit the uh, eight and a half yeah. foot yeah. oars. Yeah, we should be good to go. <laughs> John's on the oars. Swimming pool noodles yeah. and uh, water wings. That's right. And we'll be ready to go. That's right. It's all about safety. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah, that, that is a bit of a drive. I mean, that's a, a little bit of a misnomer, possibly from uh, from folks that aren't from the West. Maybe we should touch on real quick. It, Oregon's a big state, and so when we talk about Columbia River system, um, you know that touches a large par- portion of the state. But the area of that river that we're talking about that's that's known for the walleye, <coughs> you know, that's a probably would you guys say solid six hour drive yeah. from where we're based. So, you know, even even though that's in our home state. You know that's 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 not an everyday opportunity. Yeah. So well, right. Columbia starts yeah. in Canada and mm-hmm. flows into the Pacific Ocean on the Oregon, you know, Washington coast. So it's it's a big river system, but big country out here. Big Absolutely. Country. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, my name's uh my name's John Eastburn. Happy to be here. Um, <laughs> born and raised in Oregon. Uh, cut my teeth on anything that walked on four legs and swam in the waters uh, off the. Oregon coast here and 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 on the mainland so um I am an uh anything but an authority on uh you know backcountry hunting fly fishing um bow hunting uh, rifle hunting trapping uh bobsledding <coughs> uh, karaoke um the list goes on and on <laughs> uh but uh I do enjoy doing it all I'm not a purist by any means and any chance uh you get the opportunity to get out there I just love to do it so excited to share that with our listeners and this will be a this will be a fun journey, um, doing something new with you guys. So, cool. Uh, my name is Jake, Jake Siegel, and uh, I, like Nate, was not born in Oregon. I grew up in the great state of Wisconsin, and I've lost most of the accent since I moved out here. <laughs> <laughs> However, if I need to, I can turn it on yeah. on a dime. Okay, yeah, right. you know, if we're talking about walleyes, there's nothing better than going to Winnebago, getting out there. <laughs> you know, you get on the reeds, and you know, you get a good day. You're you're pulling up one every other cast. Okay, All right. instant street cred. In Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, but you know that that is interesting because I did lose the accent pretty. I mean, you guys knew me since I moved out here, and <clears throat> it's one thing when you live in an area, you don't really rec- you don't even realize that it's there. But I was made fun of quite handily when I moved out here um (laughs) and it wasn't anything that that I consciously did but you know uh I worked in sales at an archery manufacturer for quite a few years so being on the phone with different people all over the country and all over the world 
you know, I noticed that even in a 20 to 30 minute conversation, I would start to talk like somebody from Texas or <laughs> Florida or, you know, New York, you know, sure. Johnny, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, uh, but born and raised in Wisconsin, honestly, still call it home and uh, grew up uh, hunting whitetails, fishing walleyes, um, was in for a rude awakening when I moved to the West Coast because Roosevelt elk, the only thing I knew about elk was a few times that I had gone to Colorado, which for the folks that have list, you know, are listening and, and that hunt Colorado, we know that that's a very plentiful state. And, and so my <laughs> idea of elk hunting was skewed <laughs> just a bit um, in, in, into the positive light. Sure. So I came out here, I tried to hunt Roosevelt elk, and it was, it was cold water in the face. But um, spent a lot of time uh, when I was growing up uh, in, in the hardwoods um, of Wisconsin, uh, both north part of the of the state. Uh, my dad had a cabin up there that we would frequent quite a bit, and you know got got <laughs> acclimated with the northern part of the state, which is dramatically different than the southern part of the state. So, uh, um, you know, had introduction of wolves. You know, seen that kind of genesis and transition go on, um, and had to deal with that. And something now we're dealing with in the West too. So. But uh, really, have been you know to use Nate's <coughs> words, very blessed to be able to hunt l a lot of different species, and you know, and again, you know, I don't think any of us claim that we're experts at anything, but we've definitely uh, dipped our toes in the water of a lot of different things. So um, excited to be here now, living in Oregon, and uh, it is a, a huge expanse. You know, mm -hmm. you could drive across Wisconsin in four hours, five hours. You know, if you're going from top to bottom, maybe a little bit more, but. Oregon is just such a diverse state, just the West in general. It's uh, it's captivating. But uh, I will say, though, um, going back to the Midwest in, in the fall, um, hunting whitetails, man, is, is nothing like it. Um, it's not that it's anything better. One's better than the other, but seeing a rutting whitetail buck um, or hearing him actually first, you know, coming mm -hmm. through the woods, it uh, it is still, I don't care how long you do it, it, it still raises the uh, – the hair on the back of your neck same thing with hearing a bull elk so sure um yeah man we're excited we're really yeah. excited so and for all our listeners yeah. out there too i mean we w with this production we aim to explore as many different aspects mm -hmm. and facets of the outdoor lifestyle as as we possibly can and so mm -hmm. you know we, we we're not just a western hunting and fishing uh production so we're 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 definitely looking forward to broadening our horizons and bringing everybody along with us. Yeah, if we're not if we're not you know obviously this is going to be a, a long journey. I mean, there'll be a lot of topics to cover, but if there's something that you think we're missing and you know we're game for it. I mean splunking, great. Mm -hmm. I, I mean I haven't splunked before. I've heard splunking is great. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, you always do it with a friend. I hear. Uh, flashlights are you know advised. Uh, you know et cetera et cetera. So. Absolutely, yeah. Feedback is is always you know warmly accepted, mm -hmm. um, unless you don't see it on the website, and that's because Nate took it off. <laughs> but <laughs> we will monitor everything. <laughs> Chief moderator, that's right. No, so let's talk a little bit about um, the name, the Crave. Right. So, oh, it is wow. It's almost painful now that we say it. Um, both it's it's it's, uh, it's relieving, relie I think. relieving yes. and uh, also when we think back about the process so uh, we have so three of us have worked for in, in the archery industry or the outdoor industry for probably you know combined 30 you know, 10, plus. 10 plus years each so yeah 30 mm -hmm. 30 years all together um, yeah. and uh, you know we 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 had listened to what's out there and we thought that we brought a 
interesting kind of uh, unique take to the outdoor industry. Basically, a lot of it because of what we just said. You know, we, mm-hmm. we we come from different places. We we've hunted different things. We fished different things. We were brought up different ways. Um, so we thought we'd throw a podcast together and and uh, figured it would be something that was uh, fairly entertaining. But coming up with the name not easy (laughs) not easy and if anybody's been out there who has kids or has named a dog or a cat (laughs) or their vehicle it's really anything you're passionate yeah it's 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 tough so we spent the better part of six weeks at least uh it seemed like a long time yeah kept coming back and back to the drawing board we joked about how that was going to be the hardest part Mm -hmm. you know of of getting this going and it really was. It could have. It could, I mean, it might very well will be. You know, I hope it was. It's, it's. I hope it was. Man, I went through so many sharpies. Yeah, you did. And crayons. You did. You insisted to write all the names on your arm. Yeah. So you wouldn't yeah. forget. Yep. Um, but we. I mean, literally, yeah. we had a list of probably a hundred names. I don't think yep. that's an embellishment. That might even be light. Yeah. Of and some of them were fairly comical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dropping giants uh, was one of them, which. My, when I told my wife, she immediately got a different idea, <laughs> thought of something that was done in the bathroom, and she's like, you can't go with that. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's not easy. And we – the Crave was something that had been on the board for a while. And we had spelled it both different name, both ways with a C and with a K. And, and, yep. uh, and I remember you, John, you were like, man, that would – I could – you specifically said that would look really cool on a on a rod blank, you know, like mm-hmm. I can see that. And mm. yeah, I mean, we kind of passed it off, and and yeah. and uh, at first, just because I'm not sure why, but I think maybe it was a little early in the process. Yeah, but um, we came full circle. So what? What, we, do, you guys, what we, do you guys, What does it mean to you guys? Right. What, what does it mean? Well. Um, the crave is is uh, everything that embodies, you know. I think my passion, our passion for the outdoors. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of our. Uh, right now, it's our listener, but so- someday, hopefully, <laughs> listeners. Uh, you know, when I mean, when I wake up in the morning, and you know, we 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 put on our shoes, pants, hat, and we we get we go to work, and we're doing that to uh, obviously support you know our families out there. And uh, to put food on a table and a roof over our heads, but I don't know about you two, but man, I just I just think about being outside all the time, mm. and um, you know I haven't always had a, a you know I've, I've worked I've worked in the mill industry uh, pulling green chain, and while that was even a physical you know labor, um, you know and the day went fast. I, when I was pulling green chain, I was still thinking about hunting or fishing in it what does that mean it's pulling green chain uh well it was this particular mill was uh lumber mill right uh yeah it was a lumber mill and uh we were pulling sheets of veneer so the plywood that we use to build our you know our homes out of um that's all processed in a mill and and basically the the uh, reader's digest version is a, a a log gets chucked up in a big lathe and it will peel sheets, and then there's you go down farther on the conveyor. It cuts it into, you know, lengths of certain material depending on what kind of, you know, plywood they're building that given day. And then it goes out onto a, a belt, and there's six or seven guys there sorting it and throwing it into bins, and and it's hard work. But um, um, you know, I learned some great um great lessons in that that part of my life. But uh, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's 
whether it's at home, you know, working outside, I, you know, there's chores that need to be done, but man, I just wish I'm on the, I wish, wish I was on the water, you know, but. The length of your grass around your house, generally, <laughs> you can tell what time of year it is with John. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah late summer, God, it doesn't early fall. very much in the wintertime. Uh, <laughs> yeah, winter steelhead's going right now, but, um, so that's, you know, that's the crave. I mean, I, I think, you know, there's, there's some outdoorsmen out there and outdoors women that, uh, mm-hmm. Man, we just love to get out, and yeah, you crave it. You crave mm-hmm. it all the time. Yep. So that's uh, that's what resounds with me anyway. Right. And I'm sure you know we can all relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Nate. That's well said, Johnny. So. Nate, are you got anything to add to the the naming convention of said podcast? Yeah. I mean, I think we finally, for whatever reason, when we came back to it the second or third time, mm-hmm. it finally resonated. Like this, this is what we live for i mean mm-hmm. for for all intents and purposes to some extent we all work for the weekend or for the evenings whatever whenever we yeah. can to get yeah. outside be it fishing hunting or even backpacking or or uh, uh just hitting the trail and, and doing some hiking and you know for mm-hmm. me i uh, a recent passion of mine that's getting stronger by the day is is just getting outside and taking cool pictures yeah you know yeah, um, photography. Yeah, just just being out there and being in the elements, watching wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, even if it doesn't involve the, you know, the harvesting of that wildlife, it's it's all about being out there. Yeah, and I I think that name nails it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I you know I don't I don't have a whole lot to add of it to what you guys had said. I don't want to be redundant, but um, and and I believe that is one thing that I've learned. In the last 10 years that I've moved here, um, and I think part of it's just getting older and, and maturing as a as a person, you know. But, you know, growing up and hunting whitetails and fishing for walleyes and, you know, whatever, shooting carp and that sort of thing. And definitely for me, and I'm not afraid to admit it, but it was a lot about the end result, you know. It was like, man, I didn't shoot anything tonight or, you know, we didn't catch anything. And, and I, not that I didn't, that I looked at that as a... <clears throat> as a negative but it seemed to be and i think a little bit of that is is when you look at some of the pressure not it's not necessarily pressure but when you look at the the mindset of people um you know i'll say it in wisconsin you know michigan the midwest i mean deer hunting is such a big thing it is so big i mean you name the deer you know you mm-hmm. watch them all year you have trail cam picks you find their sheds um even getting together with your friends for, you know, gun season. I mean, it's just, it's a huge deal. It is, a, it is 365. Mm. And it, there's some pressure, I think, that is, is built. Um, and harvesting that animal is a big thing. And I think that there's some uh, idea of failure that's built in with that. If you don't harvest a deer, or you miss a deer, or you wound a deer, or something like that. Um, and it's been refreshing to move out here, and, and uh, I think the evolution of, of the outdoor industry has been, uh, some of it's been pretty positive in the fact that uh, it shed a light for me on the fact that, you know, I, when I'm out there now, um, if I don't cut loose an arrow uh, or set the hook um, in a season on something, it's not a big deal. Uh, I've learned so much more about uh the environment that we live in and, and conserving that environment that we're so privileged to be able to go out and, and uh, enjoy. And mm. quite honestly, it's made the experience so much better. So yeah, the crave for me, I mean, yeah, it's, it's always, I mean, I'll always love to harvest 
mm-hmm. what, you know, something. It's it's a it's an amazing feeling, and uh, to be able to bring home that that game and, and feed your family is, is yeah. awesome. I mean, there's there's a very small percentage of people out there that that can say that they've done that in their life. <clears throat> so sure. that'll always be great. But uh, it's the the reality is is there's just such a, a bigger part of it, and uh, that is really the craving um, that we all have in us. You yeah. know, it's uh, it's just to be outside. You know, mm-hmm. it's to be in, in a part of nature. So, yeah, it's it th- it all came together. I mean, the name I think is is awesome. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I know. Oh, I was just you know listening to us talk about it. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, j- I mean, you just get worked up, and even yeah. talking about it makes me want to go do it. And, I, and as and as yeah. you're talking, as Nate, as you're talking, it it's uh. You just get worked up. And you're like, man, yeah. who's next time I go fish it? Yeah. yeah. What are we? Uh, what are we doing sitting here? It's, it's definitely, it's definitely <laughs> in your blood. Let's this is out. a horrible idea. <laughs> you know we're what committed to this now. Why are we doing yeah. this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we will be recording outside That's as right. much as we possibly can. Yeah, so, we're going to be mobile. Uh, listeners can look forward to that. <laughs> looking for sheds and time right. away from That's right. No, no, it'll be fun. So I mentioned earlier, would you rather? So we have guys. We've played this game. And it's not always been PG <laughs> no. or even rated R. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah, rated yeah. weird several times. But yeah, sure, we've, sure. we've done this so many times. You know, we've been together. We've been hunting or fishing, uh, just sitting around shooting, shooting, shooting the bull. And we're like, you know, would you, would you rather do this or this? You know, would you rather, uh, you, know, be able, you know, hunt all year and, and not see anything or only be able to hunt one day and, and shoot a massive bull, whatever, you know, something like that. And, and stuff that tries, you, you try to think about it. You're like, man, I don't really know. Because to me, a good would you rather should be split 50-50. Not like, well, this is obvious. You know, I'd rather mm-hmm. do this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so today's uh, would you rather is, go ahead. We're, oh, no, I'm just going to say we're going to start G-rated. We're going to start. We're trying to capture, obviously, um, you a know, our, audience. an audience, you know, as much as we can. So um, expect this to amp uh, up. The, the show will get <laughs> exactly. Un- <laughs> it will get unfiltered uh, at it times. Will get, yes. It will get uh, <laughs> definitely edgier. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a good. Would you rather? This, this is, is this is a good one. This yeah. is a good one. Go it's ahead. a good. It's a good start off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, would you rather? And this will flow between hunting and fishing and camping and that sort of thing. But today we're gonna we're gonna focus a little bit more on hunting, on an all day hunt. Would you rather forget your hat or your food for the day? So, and this could apply to whether you're whitetail hunting and you're, it's the rut and you're sitting from, you know, 6.30 to 5 o'clock in the evening. You're in the stand all day. Um, Temperatures are going to be, they're going to vary. So it's going to be cold in the morning. It may warm up throughout the day, but it's going to get cold in the evening. Mm -hmm. So um, that hats you forgot most likely is going to be something that's going to keep you warm yeah obviously the food that you i mean you have no food yeah. you have you don't have any yeah. snacks you have nothing and or you the sun su- out of your you eyes you could substitute that, that for uh for a beanie yeah you know food or beanie if you're in a you know if you're in a metropolis area do rag or food you know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's whatever yeah. whatever is in your <laughs> to your particular uh you know type of hunting because right. you know because there, there's a lot of urban hunting so there is. <laughs> um, now, I'll go first just because I feel like in the future I will make you guys go first a lot, which will give me time <laughs> to think of my that answer. So I'm going to go with 
So so let's say okay. So I know you're gonna do this, but <sighs> just let's just set some precedence. Here. Okay. You you gotta say you, you gotta say why you're gonna do it, and let's give some detail and maybe mm-hmm. a, a backstory of why you're choosing this. It's Absolutely. Not just, it's not just like. And let's also for all of you out there that have played this game and like, well, I'll just borrow my buddy's hat or, you know, like I always keep extra food in my truck, so I don't have to worry about it. Or, yeah, that, take you know, that like, I love to eat my fingernails, so I'm good there. <laughs> like, none <laughs> right. of that. Okay. It does. No, there's not, there's none of that. You either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's black and white on this one. It, it's not just for a one, day, which coincidentally is John's favorite movie. <laughs> And books. Cats out of the bag. <laughs> I was hoping we could wait to like the second or third <laughs> podcast, but dang it, dang it, man. <laughs> okay, so, so on the, we're, and we're just talking sunrise to sunset. It's a hot right? in here. <laughs> so assuming <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> after the day's hunting, you can go back to right. wherever your base camp is. Right, right. Yeah. So you're probably looking at about a twelve-hour, ten-hour period. Gotcha. Uh, without one of them. So you either forgot mm-hmm. your hat or you forgot your food. Yep. I will forget my hat. No, excuse me. I, I want to have my hat. I will forget the food. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep my hat for several reasons. One thing is my receding hairline. I got a lot of forehead these days. And the, whether tro- <laughs> the trophy picks got to look good. Yeah. First of yeah. all, yes, I have to match. So... I, and let's yeah. face it. Your gripping grins, they got to be on point. Right. If you're gripping grin, you're, you're shot of your trophy. If you don't have a hat on, period, you look kind of silly, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but besides yeah, that. I could see that. I, I mean, I like to have a nice, cozy noggin. I uh, don't want a lot of my uh, shiny forehead showing, whether it's a whitetail <laughs> picking me out of a tree or a bull picking me out, you know, as he, as he comes in. So I'm, I'm going to forfeit the food. And hope that the adventure throughout the day kind of curbs my appetite. Mm-hmm. So that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the hat. I'm gonna lose the food. And if you're yeah, and I can see if you're seeing if you're seeing animals. Yeah, critters. if I don't see anything critters, all day, that's day it's gonna stink either mm-hmm. way. But yeah, yeah, sure. I'm gonna keep keep my hat. Nader. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in the same camp. I think. Uh, I as well am follicularly challenged. <laughs> uh, Follicular. That is a huge word. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Coming out hot. <laughs> also, very light skinned. Uh, sunburn easy. Got to keep the sun off my face. Uh, nothing's more miserable than yeah than than sunburnt cheeks and earlobes and back of your neck, etc. Yeah. I um, love. Yeah. True. As you as, plus yeah, as you get yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no worries. No, and, I mean, and it's also pretty obvious I could shed a few pounds and and be all right. So, you know, that's a good cut shirt you're wearing, though. Yeah, it makes it it's a, everything's riding high. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if, I mean, that's true. Well, I appreciate that. Or, or, or the uh, but you're a sweater. I mean, I, I don't care if you've lost if you're at your you know fighting weight. Yeah, this guy sweats. Yeah, if I don't have a hat brim to <laughs> <is>. absorb, <laughs> we. I, I mean, <laughs> uh, we laugh, but it's true. Oh, uh, oh man, I remember when I've we been, were. I've been known to drop ten pounds in water weight I in mean, a single day. When we'd work together, you'd uh, you you'd show up, you know, to the rescue, and uh, I mean, and a, you'd take a kneel, you know, punch some buttons on the old keyboard, stand up, wipe your wipe your forehead with your handkerchief. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, I, it started. But Without hey. the hat, did, does the handkerchief go with the hat? Because then it just solidifies my answer, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other thing is, I'm you know I'm a power napper too, so 
you know, if I have to and I'm really hungry and <laughs> midday comes around, Gosh. I could go down for four hours instead I was, of – You've been known to p- power nap right through your – I was your, so certain of my answer, but you guys are making great cases. <laughs> you've been known to power nap right through your alarm in the morning. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm, uh, <laughs> we'll, I'm, save, we'll save that. I'm the mid-morning warrior. Yeah. So. That's uh, right. <laughs> that's cool, man. Lots of critters show up at 10 a.m. <laughs> that's cool. You like to catch them going back to their bed. Yeah. Lots of them show up at 9.15, too, and leave just before <laughs> you get there. <laughs> Uh, so there's obviously a story behind that, which we'll uh, we'll touch base on. We'll, we'll touch on that a little yes. bit later. So yes. you're keeping you're keeping the hat, losing the food. Yes, sir. Oh, Johan, man. Uh, well, if we're <clears throat> if we're all hunting together, I guess I'm bringing the food because we got to eat. <laughs> uh, no, but if I'm solo, I'm still I'm taking the food, and here's why. If you're watching at home and you're seeing the physique in front of you, and you haven't turned off your monitor. Uh, I have a fast metabolism and I <laughs> really fast. And, uh, if I don't eat every hour to hour and a half on the hour on, yes, on the hour, yeah, uh, never after midnight, I, uh, no, no, <laughs> I get the shakes. And as we know, that can affect accuracy, uh, whether, you know, you're rifle hunting, bow hunting. Yeah, that's a good point. Casting, so this last casting. archery season, you must not have had a whole lot of food in your system. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's a quick, quick burn. Oh, oh my gosh. Because I, I you are a good shot. I didn't. I didn't. But. I did not have enough to eat that day. But, uh, you know, and, you know, I, I just think that, you know, I guess if you're talking day hunting versus multi-day trips, obviously there's going to be some just answer involved, the question, but, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I swear in five minutes we'll get to the end of my, my – uh, my statement here but uh uh one time i was <laughs> definitely food definitely food you keeping the food yeah you gotta you gotta um i remember a specific real short story climbed into a tree stand did actually forget my face mask mm-hmm. and hat mm-hmm. um luckily there was some precipitation that morning and so it was mud man mm. it was you went rambo all. on them i did you just i did covered it up and I think I actually took a picture and sent it to you. Maybe. Possibly. It was a selfie. I don't know. You probably. I delete most of those. You probably would. Anyhow. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, desperate times call from desperate measures. But definitely food. Definitely food. And you can guarantee at any given time during the hunting season, you're going to have a dozen eggs uh, <laughs> in my pack. Uh, we're going to have some. We're going to have some dairy products in there. Uh, and uh, maybe some hummus and some Doritos. <laughs> Cool ranch, and that's why cool that's why the smallest pack I own is like thirty-seven <laughs> to four thousand cubic inches, and it all fits in there nicely. I will say though, when I bring food along, it is <laughs> is it is it not so hard to lay off the food when you're in, you know, especially if you're not seeing a whole lot. You know, you, you look at your watch, you're like, oh shit, it's it's nine thirty. It's I'm, trail mix time. Oh, if you're sitting here, <laughs> you're eating my, sitting? Eating my sandwich yeah, right now. Yeah. You're sitting, it's like, dude, yeah, maybe oh. I'll get down early. Yeah, <laughs> go get some more in a tree stand. Snacks are gone by 9.30. Yeah, it's, it's rough, man. Freestand hunting, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, especially with you guys. Well, yeah, I mean, especially John being a West Coaster. You know, you just started tree stand hunting, what, maybe five years ago? Yeah. yeah about the time years. you met me. I yeah. remember watching you actually try to set a tree stand for the first time uh, and laughing. Yeah. Very hard. <laughs> maybe. Very hard. Maybe another podcast. Yeah. That we'll yeah, forget to do. That, no. No, we'll, we'll make I'm, sure. I'm just as up. green, so. Jerk. I've seen you climb a tree stand. That's already <laughs> oh set. Gosh. And laugh. Or at least hard. attempt to climb. <sighs> yes. All right. Okay. 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 So. Digressions. Um, Back to it. Jake can put his legs behind his head 
Okay, that's how flexible he is. See, that's the interesting is. thing is that's, I'm not very and that's, flexible. His steps are so far apart, you cannot get in a tree stand that he is hung. And I that's, think there's something about when I'm I sorry. get into the woods. Sorry, I'm going to get. Know, I'm I, off my soapbox. <laughs> we, we were getting ready to move on. I'm sorry. That's how I keep people. Now, if you want, I wrote a. Uh, <laughs> his hips are double jointed. <laughs> <laughs> my wife enjoys it. Um, but I wrote an article on how to keep friends, even good friends, out of your tree stand based <sighs> on uh, the difficulty in which you make it to get into the tree stand. Mm-hmm. You can give them the coordinates. <laughs> you can tell them to go there. Hey, you know what? I shot yeah. my buck. Yeah. T- go ahead and uh, uh, here's my stand uh, coordinates. And uh, if you make it difficult, uh, they will never return. That's right. And you can't say you didn't help them. At so. least at least without bringing a few extra steps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So the first thing that we were going to talk about today is, and, and again, you know, kind of east versus west, and it's, 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 it's not a competition <laughs> out there. But... <laughs> and we for us anyway. it's even it's <laughs> tough you know i mean even like you talk about my accent you know that's kind of gone but when i go home or, or i see an eight or i see a uh, whitetail i'll say uh if you're watching we actually have some uh quite a bit of carnage in the room here but uh you know that's a that's a nine pointer right you got uh sweet antelope dude sweet <laughs> <laughs> but He's got a little kicker, uh, extra brow tine right there. Or as uh, you in the West Coast would say, an eye guard. Which is yes. A, we'll discuss that too. But yes. Um, so, John, what would you would write this here? This buck. Now, just for everybody that's listening, we are looking at a, a whitetail, a very typical eight-point whitetail. Uh, or four by four. Or if you're on, <laughs> no, if you're on the West Coast, it would be a three by three with eye guard. Oh, true. And, yep. a, ki- and a kicker, yeah. right? So, yeah. I mean, that's a mouthful. But, John, what would you say? No, it's a it's a three by three. And on one side, it's got double eye guards. Yeah. So anybody that's listening right now would have some exception to that. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the hate mail and the comments are just rolling in. Yeah. On uh, we'll get it to your Twitter feed, right? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, and, and I'm not. I'm not degrading <laughs> the uh, classification. Yeah, not at all. I I just feel like uh, I don't know. I mean, is are you, there? There you go. I went a little. Little Wisconsin, right there, myself. But uh, you know, I mean, are we compensating for something? I mean, honestly, I mean, tune in. I mean, please send okay, us well, because I've looked back. for this. Let's step back. So, what we're talking about is the classific- classification of deer and how we talk about them, right? Okay. If you're in the West and you see an animal with three points on one side and three points on the other side, you would call that a a three pointer. A three pointer. A three point. A three-point? No, or, or, or it's a, a three-point. A three-point. Or you'd say it's a three-by-three. Three. Okay. Right. Confirmed. Nate? Confirm? Yeah. That's what they would say. That's a mule deer or blacktail. And you've gotten so much wiser. <laughs> right. No. But I grew up yeah, in the Midwest, and I would, call, I would call that a six-pointer. Right. Right. So right. why? Why? That's a great when question. When did? And where? Papa Siegel ingrained that. And where did he get it from? Birth. Right. And birth and to he him. Got, yeah. And birth to him. Is there any <laughs> I, I would is there any now data? We, we did a little bit of research on this and by research I mean I I Googled it and I didn't find much of anything other than so a know. bunch of sarcasm <laughs> like, hey, East Coasters can't count that high, so or, or West Coasters <laughs> can't count that high. So they, they classif- classify it this way. But no, it is very interesting that you have a very, and I don't know where the divide is. It seems like whitetails and mule deer is is the big separation. Yeah, right? yeah. At one point, yeah. growing up, um, my father said it was uh, the Mississippi River, which 
maybe that was true at the time, but uh, probably not. But yeah, your dad's very convincing. He is full of full full of sarcasm, but much but very sweet. confident also. Well, he's he's a smart man. Renas- he is Renaissance he is. man. He is. He's very educated, an academic, as they would say. A teacher. <laughs> he is an t- <laughs> academic. He's not sick. <laughs> I know that was a joke. That's okay. But that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, I would like to know where the genesis, and if anybody out there knows where this actually, where the divide came from. Like, white tails are specified as this, black tails and elk and mule deer, mm-hmm. um, whatever, coos deer. Yeah. I'm sure there's a few other species in there. They're classified the cows deer. Right. Cows, coos, cows. Um, <laughs> but the, the lingo and the jargon couldn't be further apart. I mean, it's hmm. it's completely different. Black and white. It is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I see what you did there. If anyone, if yeah, we definitely look forward to God, having listeners good. He is good. enlighten us and or just chime in on the discussion. Right. Now, the other question is, do you, um, and I think we've probably all been in this situation. <laughs> I know that I've been, I've been back home and I visited my folks. And I've showed them pictures, and, and some friends back there in Wisconsin, I've showed them pictures of a blacktail or a mule deer that I've shot, or an elk. Now, elk, for some reason, gets a pass. Everybody says six by six, five by right. five, whatever. True. Um, but they've called the mule deer that I've showed them, or the blacktail that I've showed them, an eight-pointer or a ten-pointer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably wh- just out of habit. Yeah, it is out of habit, but, I mean, where, where do, can you can – you, you get looked at odd – I definitely know that if you go back to the Midwest and you say, hey, that's a real nice, and it's a 10-pointer, you know, it's a 5x5. Five five. You say, yeah, that's a nice 5x5. Five five. But mm-hmm. that could be a 4x4 four four with eye guards. If you say that's a nice 4x4 four four with eye guards, if you're at a bar, you probably Crickets. Get, you get kicked oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> get him. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Traitor. Oh, jeez. Yeah. No, that's interesting, though. I, I, I don't know why. That is. Um, we'll do some more research into it, but um, I've looked and I can't find out why that is separated the way it is. Yeah. And why elk Very get a pass? Nobody ever sees a six by six bull and says, "Hey, nice twelve pointer." Well, maybe it's because that's <laughs> maybe somebody does. It's predominantly a Western <clears throat> animal. You know, I mean, that's getting more and more prevalent in the East Coast. Kentucky, for one, has has got a pretty healthy herd and mm-hmm. a decent number of tags allocated now per and year. And West Virginia. Yeah. Pennsylvania's is all those tags. So mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome to see them mm-hmm. in the in the eastern states now too. But it is. But they're still six by sixes and five by fives. Yeah. Even if, even if you shoot one in Kentucky, I'm For sure that's still the will be. Can you, the uh, description of choice? No, I I agree. I agree. And it may be because because it's a standalone. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a deer, right? It's an ungulate, but it's not a deer. So yeah. But uh, more big words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing it's early because. <laughs> hmm. That's right. I I don't I didn't know what that was until now. An an ungulate. Mm. Ungulate. It's cloved hoof. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> yes. Okay. Hoven. Hoven. Right. Um. Moving so on. we'll we'll look into that, but I I always thought it was an interesting, you know, dynamic, especially when you get people that are going, you know, they're flying west or they're flying east and they're starting to use jargon from their own. <coughs> it's, it's very it's very foreign, you know. We talk about how um, tight-knit and of a community, and I don't even want to say it's tight-knit, but how serious people are in the Midwest about um, whitetail hunting. Yeah. And it's the same way about people out here that that 
hunt elk. Um, mm-hmm. Very serious about it. So, and it's it's not a it's not a slam, but you know you you do have a click. You do have a you start to you know you start to develop a, a language. You know, there's other things. You know, you call. Um, uh, what do you call a doe? What, what's a slang term for a doe? <laughs> <laughs> a baldy. There's a, there's but a, there's a lot, lot of there's slang terms yeah, for a doe. Some of it's not maybe uh, slickhead. Slickhead. Okay. Uh, mm. uh, baldy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's about the extent. Yeah. Of probably we can't really air too many more. But <laughs> 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 rhymes with swatter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, man. So. We'll, we'll look into that a little bit yeah. more. I, I personally would like to know. Where you know, came I from. can see some relevance yeah. though. So we don't get up, like near the non-typical racks out west that that you mm. know you guys got back home. So if you have a just like a freak of nature with stickers everywhere, and yeah, like a, you know, a fourteen by eighteen. <clears> no, you're. Okay, I think you're right. I you think say, then you just say the total points or whatever. Then I can see that that'd be. I'd give eight, a guy a pass. And an eighteen pointer just sounds. <clears throat> more impressive than a nine by yeah nine. right yeah <clears throat> they all look good yeah. on the wall right it doesn't oh yeah matter. so so true we had we had mentioned uh john actually you mentioned a little bit earlier uh winter steelhead mm-hmm. and that you wish you were there right now rather than doing this podcast i do you you know you're not it's not you're not gonna walk back from that to, s- that comment it's not actually legal to fish at night for game fish in oregon but which I'm is also craving it so much right now which is also different from the Midwest, I like what because you, did there. <laughs> uh, you know my dad, he was he he still lives in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He has been ice fishing recently, and you can fish all night there if you want. Yeah, because uh, n- no limits on <coughs> regulations on when you can fish. But out, you're saying out here in in Oregon for game fish. Okay, so what, you, what, what so the, you can go shoot state? carp at night if you want. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can, but not steelhead. Yeah. But not steelhead. <laughs> Definitely not steelhead. Bass That's and frowned upon. Is legal as well. I learned that. I warm, learned that. Warm water fish predominantly way. is allowed at night. Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. 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 Yeah. So the uh, the obsession with steelhead uh, for myself we tell goes us, way back. Will you tell? Way back. Just, way back. W- what is a steelhead? Is it a trout? So a steelhead is a essentially is, is genetically the same as a rainbow trout. Uh, scientific name is Onorhynchus micus. Uh, you looked actually. that up earlier, right before we got on, didn't you? I know, I, I did. I, I knew it was Onorhynchus, <laughs> but I, I was thinking it was like Finchus or Functus. Now, you're I expecting a child. Can we expect uh, Onorhynchus to uh, be maybe the first name? <sighs> Have you seen That's our a name list? <laughs> Have you seen our name list? It's, in the, top, with, it's in the top five. With Mary How or Onorhynchus. It's, on, yeah. it's in the top five, but uh, it's... It's uh, yeah, I'm having trouble getting that one past the goalie. Sid's <laughs> not really that wild about it, but so anyway, you were saying. Uh, anyhow, so genetically uh, the same as a rainbow trout. Um, the only difference is uh, this particular you know fish goes back and spends some time in the ocean, then returns to its you know native waters. Um, um, this is on the coast anyway. Um, so rivers that rivers that flow into the coast or an, an ocean body of water, you know, because because Great Lakes have steelhead too out out in the Midwest, and and those fish do, uh, you know, similar similar activities. So, um, but that's what that is what well, a steelhead what do those is. fish do then? Oh, they have hatchery programs up there, okay, and they 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 will raise them in a hatchery, um, you know, incubate them, release them in their streams, and the fish will actually go back. And the Great Lakes is such a huge body of water that you know it almost acts like it's it's 
mini, you know, ocean. And there's enough aquatic activity out there and forage that those fish can can live and come back into those streams where they're released in. And it's huge out there. It's huge. And um, those who have been bitten by the by the steelhead bug, uh, it is a addiction. And uh, winter steelhead, summer steelhead. Um, well, hold on. Before you get into that, so so these fish are spawned in the river. Uh, native fish, yes. Na- native, native fish. Native fish, yeah. Well, but what's the other fish? Well, there's there's hatchery fish too. Okay. There's hatchery programs all over. Um, and <clears> you know because you know this, the, the states are all about you know obviously there's participating you know you know anglers and outdoorsmen and that all generates money as well so mm-hmm. the the stronger the hatchery run or you know the amount of fish that are in the river the more participation you get the more you know tags that they issue the more money they can generate and it's kind of just this revolving um you know program so does that answer your question yeah it does so let's talk about native fish native fish they're born in the river hatched they're they're spawned in the river yeah and and this this is uh this is a huge um debate in itself because you know there's always that question out there how many you know hatchery fish actually go back to the hatchery that okay. they, you know they're competing with the native fish it's a huge debate mm-hmm. huge debate and it, this can go on for a in long favor time. well i guess the but debate is like whether they should be whether they're hatchery fish well period? whether whether there's there's different trains of thoughts <clears> where you know obviously there's there's some um you know folks out there that would you know prefer more native fish into the system you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the removal of the hatchery fish, let the native fish do their thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's some folks that have kind of, you know, thrown in the towel and said, well, we've introduced this, this quote unquote hatchery, you know, program for so long. How many native fish are actually, you yeah. know, is, are, is there actually true native fish or the genetics so <clears> diluted <throat> that, you know, does it really make a difference? So, cause part of that is <clears throat> the hatchery fish are generally a lot of times sterilized, correct? Um, no, no, they're not. Hatchery fish are still, um, unless there's For something, steelhead anyway. unless, unless okay. there's a program that I'm not aware of, they, they come back sexually mature. I have seen, uh, and caught, um, hatchery fish in a river, um, that were posting up behind, um, they may have been hatchery fish, they may have been steelhead or uh, native fish, um, on a red and uh, I actually thought it was I actually thought it was uh, just a huge cutthroat, and mm-hmm. uh, I pitched in there, and it ended up being this, you know, twenty-two inch hatchery hen, and she was spitting eggs. So, mm. um, you know, whether or not there's some genetic experiment that they can do with the <laughs> the bucks or the or the females to make them sterile, I, I don't know. Uh, but I know uh, for for like cutthroat and rainbow trout in certain stocking situations, they are sterile. That's uh, what I was asking. I, I, Oh, I wasn't oh, aware yeah, of, yeah. Of, of so what for the, yeah, what the so I, so yeah, for some steelhead. for some trout stocking programs, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that does exist. They can incubate them for a length of time. Um, you know, cam loops, um, blackwater type. You know, rainbow trout. We're getting in the weeds now. Sorry, guys, but uh, mm-hmm. um, they can't. Those fish are sterile. Yeah, and that's mostly for lake stocking programs. Gotcha. Um, but um, how how do you tell? Uh, you said you caught one. You knew immediately it was. How, well, we uh, we we. Uh, um, the state marks the the hatchery fish okay. um, when they're returned as as you know smolts into the rivers, and they mm-hmm. normally do that by clipping a fin. Okay. So that's how you know you know hey that fish was reared in a hatchery and it came back from from the ocean and in most of our rivers here um, those are the only ones you can keep. <clears throat> so if you wanted to tag a fish for the barbecue, then that would be one that 
gotcha. that you could take. Yeah. So, and yeah. that fin's typically the adipose. Right? Uh, typically the adipose. Sometimes they use a, a fin on their belly called the ventral fin, mm-hmm. um, but uh, uh, typically it's the adipose. In some river systems, they'll clip the mandible, which is the jaw upper jawbone. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time, it's the it's the adipose fin. Gotcha. Which is between the dorsal and tail fin on their back. Yep, yep, between the caudal fin and the dorsal fin. Yeah. Gotcha. If I'm Nemo, which Sorry. Okay, so these fish, they're spawn. They head out to, they immediately head out to the ocean. Is that correct? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. They spend some time in the river? So, yeah, so if they're, if they're, if it's a hatchery program, or I'm sorry, if it's a, it's a native fish and they spawn in the river, there's an incubation period, mm-hmm. you know. It takes uh, takes two to tango. So you got your you got your hen, which is a female. Don't know why they call it a female. Is a hen, and then you got yeah, your buck. That was my other question. You got your buck, and uh, are there any other fish species out there that they refer to bucks and hens? I, I do it to all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe just out of habit. Um, but Beers uh, and chickens. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, for the majority of the fish species out there, um, you know. With with salmonids, so salmon, trout, uh, steelhead, it's pretty easy to tell through the mandible bone. Um, the mandible won't protrude past the eyeball mm. on a female. Okay. On 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 bucks, it will stop short. No, on bucks, you'll go long. Females stop short. Females stop short. Gotcha. But they're big on brains, and we Absolutely. definitely enjoy the females. They they bring a lot to the table. They do. It's very valuable to have them out Great there, even though they're lacking. Great personality. On the mandibles. They're usually, they're much prettier, too, most of the time. Absolutely. And they're so much better at stuff than the, than yes. the, than the bucks are. Yes. Um, yeah. Love you. And they can concentrate uh, on uh, multiple food sources at the same time. But, uh, yeah. Multitask. And, you know, and, and other, I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, but other fish species, it's not it's not okay. so easy. So. so, anyway, there's an incubation period. Yeah. So, uh, there's going to be an incubation period in that river, dependent on water temperature, Water clarity, um, spawning, uh, habitat, um, you know, it'll take a certain amount of time for those fish to hatch into what we call fry, which is basically just a juvenile, small, small, small fish. Then the smolts will spend anywhere from, you know, a month, two months, three months into the river before they will journey out to the ocean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what and they're they're out there just feeding and growing and Yeah, they're basically just acting like a trout at that point. And uh, they're eating on, um, you know, bugs, other invertebrates. Um, but they're going from fresh water to salt water. And then they'll go to fresh water to salt water. Yeah. And then when they're in the ocean, that's when they put on their weight and they mm-hmm. become sexually mature. And they're yeah. there for generally a, a season. As the junior high of the uh, <laughs> they're in the there. steelhead. <laughs> they're, they're learning a lot of things about life. <laughs> they're, they're learning how to dance. Uh, they learn about bullies. And talk to girls. <laughs> they, learn, they have junior high dances out there. Their voice right. changes. <laughs> there's hair coming where they didn't expect it. So. <laughs> But how long are they out there? There is it a, a couple of months? Is it a, a uh, season? Is it's, it it's it it varies a little bit, um, <clears throat> but typically it's it's one year. Uh, okay. Typically with steelhead, it's one year, sometimes two, and uh, you know they'll come back, and and you know those fish are just like people, different genetics. Mm-hmm. You know, you would be a steelhead that would return as a, you know, you'd shoot right up the river. You'd be the steelhead jumping those falls, very athletic, probably eight pounds. Most likely myself. I'd be the lethargic one salt <laughs> who would uh, twelve and a half pounds. Know, not a not a lot of muscle. Look look big and strong, but there's not a lot there. <laughs> so and my, my journey up river would be so slow, so slow. Uh, 
uh, stopping at every pool and eddy just to catch my breath. God, I got to eat again. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Is it nap time? Oh, there's a bobber and egg. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't last long. Uh, and, they, and they make this journey every year then after that? Uh, so some, some don't make it, you know, due to predators or whatever. They just, you know, they, they, they die in the stream or they, but with steelhead, it's pretty interesting. A lot can, if if the, you Mm -hmm. know, everything's right. They'll go back out to the ocean and they'll live again. Okay. Yeah. And they'll come back the following year as a two salt fish. Pretty rare for that. So two, two salt fish, they come back even bigger and badder and stronger. Right. And those are your big fish. Typically those are your fish that are in the teens to the twenties. Okay. The, the the unicorn of steelhead um at tw- at 20 pounder and which, uh, which you've caught ah uh, i gotta be honest no appreciate you being honest with everybody i have not caught a 20 pounder i have i man and you know and i'm a lot of people say they have but a 20 pound steelhead is is a rare thing and um out here out the, out, the... out here yeah um there's there's definitely 20 pounders caught every year um, by some lucky guys and girls, but I've never put my hands on a 20 pound fish. It takes a lot to make 20 pounds on a steelhead. Um, I, I personally never have. I've, I've definitely had it in the mid teens, but I haven't cracked that 20 mark. So, yeah. So you're, you're, t- you said winter steelhead. Yes. That, that means there's a summer ste- steelhead or a fall or spring. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and is that and, just a different type of run or, or what is that? Yep. Yep, and uh, genetically very similar, mm-hmm. um, but different different time of year, obviously. Um, and every river system along the the coast, um, some not all river systems have summer steelhead, um, and uh, and they are very very similar in you know their uh, their habits. They just they just act differently, mostly because of the water temperatures are so much different. Mm-hmm. You know, summer steelhead or they're going to be way more active. Um, they're going to move farther, farther to hit a hit a fly or a lure or a jig. Mm-hmm. Um, where winter fish, when the is water that, temperature is so low, they're just yeah. their metabolism just you know slowly decreases and they're just not as active. That so. was going to be my question: is yeah. water temperature makes yeah. a big difference? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but uh, I would say another another point with summer steel it is sometimes they'll enter the, the fresh water and they'll stay there for a long time their journey is a long long ways or they're perfectly fine because they have you know pretty pretty uh you know amiable conditions it'll take a while to get up to their hatchery or to wherever they're going mm-hmm. and um, they'll mature sexually once they're in the river with winter fish they actually enter the river you know pretty much sexually mature and their journey is typically pretty quick okay um, so our <clears throat> spawning grounds usually similar for yeah, fish hitting the river in the, on the summer run as they'll probably the spawning grounds and, will be and the different in the fact that most likely in the summer water levels would be different. You know, you need mm-hmm. water to spawn. So sure. Um, in the winter time where you had that nice spawning gravel and the water was up two three feet, mm-hmm. um, you know that's going to be maybe a good spot for a winter fish to you know to pair up and spawn. That might be, you know, that might be dry in June or August. Gotcha. Or you know, October, November, when those fish are, those fish are hitting the reds. And a red, red <laughs> is just a, another term for, you know, spawning gravel where, where fish will lay their eggs. Gotcha. So. Cause they'll, they'll, their color will change as they get closer to spawning, right? Uh, typically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and the longer they're in freshwater versus saltwater. Yeah. The longer, general, right. Especially with summer fish, the longer they're in, in freshwater, the more they act like trout. 
Gotcha. And they'll summer fish. Yeah, summer fish. Yeah. Right. And they'll be they'll eat they'll eat more you know the natural you know <clears throat> invertebrates that are in the system. Um, you know whether it's caddisflies, stoneflies. Uh, mm-hmm. So that comes, that brings us to how how do you fish summer fish versus winter fish? This is a this is this topic could take up seven podcasts. This one alone, <laughs> I mean, there really is a lot. So we might cover it on. Give on us your one, give us your uh, top. Just, just so so like uh, thirty thousand. As I as I stated earlier, um, for somebody coming I'm out here a, and they're, and they're a, saying, hey, you know, I, I I've never caught a steelhead. You know, yeah. Tell me a little bit about it. How you fish them? You know what what they like, what they don't like. Yeah, so falling in the river, right, in a good hole, filling up your waders, not a good way to go. Yeah, that it. happens a lot. Um, um, yeah, no. Uh, Start with summer fish. Yeah, and you when know, you say summer fish, these are these aren't two different fish. They're it's just different time of year. Nope, they're different different they're, runs. It's actually different runs. Yeah, it's okay. actually different runs. Yeah, yeah, it's actually different different uh, run timing. So, uh, I have caught steelhead. Um, probably every, with the exception of gill netting. Now he's just going to start breaking. Uh, I have been lucky <laughs> enough. I've been lucky enough yep. to to catch steelhead using every method out there. That was kind of one of my goals as a as a kid. I loved to fish, but <clears throat> I was trying always trying to master something. Sure. So whether it's spinners, spoons, you know, from there I went to jig fishing. You know, bobber and jig, bobber and bait. From there I went to. You know, about that time I was old enough to get a drift boat. So then I was pulling plugs. Then I was side drifting. Um, and I was, uh, you know, not only pulling plugs, but pulling diver bait, um, plunking even. Our, our coastal rivers get really high. Plunking is a is basically just another term for a lot of weight, cast and let it sit on the bottom, and then just waiting for your, you know, your rod to go down. Um, mm-hmm. And then that graduated into. Looking for fish holding on the right, bottom. Right, right. That graduated into fly fishing and. You know, with fly fishing, there's a lot of tactics um, from from just, you know, nymphing to, you know, they have technology now with rods that are, you know, spay rods. So there's two-handers, different types of, you know, skagit casting, scandy casting. We're talking, now we're in the weeds, but. You could saying, be making up words at this point. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Java, yeah. <laughs> JavaScript and googies enabled, you know, cookies enabled uh, overhand casting. Uh, but uh, all that being said, um, I enjoy I'll enjoy all of those, um, but the the most effective I would say is probably you know going to be something where it, and it varies by river, um, but uh, uh, for somebody just coming out that not that hasn't ever you know caught a steelhead before you know obviously if you don't know where to go I'd say contact we have a lot of good guides up here, um, um, you know I, if, you, if you're con- if you're interested in catching a steelhead call call us you know shoot us some meshes on the crave we, we can get you hooked up with some good guides um but uh you know probably you're going to be in a boat and you'll be side drifting or maybe pulling some plugs um mm-hmm. but uh, it just the conditions with steelheading changed so much that your tactics got changed so yeah much. Do, you, do you find that they're a very finicky fish i mean you see they some fish be. are very aggressive yes and, yeah i mean it's just sure. a fish where I, depending on the time of year, and maybe it changes with the type of fish, you're, you know, whether it's a summer fish or winter yeah. fish, but is this generally a fish where you have to do everything right to connect? Typically. Typically, yes. Now, there's there's those fish out there that, you know, they'll hit a cigarette butt, you know, if it floats mm. past them. But I'd just as soon catch every fish instead of that fish. So, mm. um, yeah, you you got to be on your game. Mm. And it's kind of that – it's the same thing with hunting. You know, they say – you know, ten percent of the ten percent of the fishermen catch. You know, ninety percent of the fish. Same yep. kind of deal with steelheading. 
I can't wait to get into that 10%. That's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. Uh, You're only uh, like 2 or 3% now. <laughs> uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's Steelhead will, if you're bit by the bug, they will yeah. They will haunt your dreams. They, they your dreams. speaking of, of aggressive fish, um, they're very, once you do hook them, and they're called Steelhead, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, because I, I've been lucky enough to catch a few, not very many, but with the uh as hard as it is to catch a fish to actually hook a fish and land a fish i would imagine they got the name because yeah i mean they're uh i don't know when i was young i first thought you know i was asked dad that like why are they called steelhead and he'd say oh their mouth is as hard as steel you really got to set the hook you know and uh when they uh you know when you get a bite <laughs> other to bury that yeah. hook to get them in but uh i think um that's a great question, Jake, and I'm going to look at that, where that derived from, because I think, I think that uh, I mean, maybe it's more their mentality. You know, they're hard to steal, hard to get them to the bank, mm-hmm. but um, that's, a, that's a really good question. Well, because you think about it, as far as the strength of their mouth, I mean, you think trout, and predominantly when you think trout, they're fairly soft mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, cutthroat or, or typical rainbows or even brookies. Um, but, I mean, steelhead, though genetically similar, they're a whole different beast. Right. And once you do get them hooked, you know, and that's the one thing about trout. Trout do do fight hard, especially bigger trout. You know, you're now you're talking about a supersized, you know, mutant of a, <laughs> of a, of a trout. Mm, so sure. John's having a hard time. And they're in river systems, so yes, in with fast current. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it, you know, you're not in still water. So what, what is what is it, what yeah. do you what was what has been the the fish that you think has fought the hardest? I mean, what's what's your Nate? What is your favorite fish to catch? Based on, <clears throat> it doesn't matter if it's you know real fish, not that rock we hooked in uh, <laughs> that coastal lake. <laughs> oh, I got a bite. <laughs> That was no, that's that a was, it broke man. me off. <laughs> Ooh, broke me <laughs> off. Took a lot of drag there. Three mm-hmm. different times motors. he broke. Your trolling me off. motor still on, Nate. Uh, <laughs> give him another barrel. <laughs> uh, um, but you've well, caught a lot of fish. You've been back east. You've fished pike. You've fished mm-hmm. obviously bass, smallmouth, largemouth. I mean, what? Yep. Well, as far as fighting, I haven't had the pleasure of hooking into many uh, steelhead or salmon, for that matter. Um, for <clears> me. For for the type of fishing I do, smallmouth bass, they're probably pound for pound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best fighter, but most fun for me anyway. I mean, especially even if you're targeting small ones, you know, you just drop your tackle way down. You go with some ultralight tackle or, yeah. or, or even a, you know, a, a three-weight or a five-weight fly rod. Yeah. Man, they're or, freaking, or you get yourself they're fun. some ice fishing rods. You go to John's oh, parents. That are about yay micro tall. fishing. Yeah, you go to John's yeah, parents' and pond. <laughs> and what were those? Uh, uh, those were those were trout? those were. Uh, I'm pretty sure my dad was, you know, supplementing some HGH <laughs> in those trout yeah, pellets. They weren't right. They they were. He might have had steelhead. They were they were camloop trout. Mm. They were but they were. They were footballs. They were they were awkward looking. Yeah. Tom Brady almost like that muscle bound, did not. Like Tom lifter. Brady was not around that because they were not deflated one bit. That's <laughs> they were, <laughs> they were That's swollen. Yeah. Mm. So just to give you guys a uh, an idea, of what we did um, again, you know, kind of doldrums of winter. Uh, the three of us were looking for 
a way to scratch the itch. And <laughs> we go out to John's parents. They got a nice little pond behind their house. Yep. And he had some, some trout. Some Emphasis on small. Yeah, it was a very small pond. <laughs> but, uh, you know, great for the grandkids to go out there, catch some fish. But we, to kind of step up the uh, <laughs> uh, difficulty level, we went and bought some ice fishing rods. Mm-hmm. and went out there and caught some of those fish, which mm-hmm. uh, I believe John has some of that footage on his cell phone, so we'll try to get that on our website. But it's comical, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we were fighting, I mean, what are those? Those are probably... They're big. 12-pound trout? Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, on they're just big. these tiny little mm-hmm. balls. So yeah, yeah. Well, when if trying to cast those things was <clears throat> the most amusing part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Yeah, you guys were amusing. It was, that was fun. It was fun to oh, watch. Yeah. I only fell in the water once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you said smallmouth boat, smallmouth bass, as far as pound for pound, best fighting fish. Yeah. John? Yeah, so. so that's a great that, – that's going to be a tough one to beat because I can't imagine, you know, these steelhead are, you know, anywhere between, you know, 5 to 10 pounds. I mean, a 10-pound smallie, yeah, they'd tear you, they'd tear you up. So yeah. that'd be a pretty good one as far as Oregon waters go. Mm-hmm. I haven't uh, – I, I mean, I mean, people say tarpon, bonefish, you know. Um, there's a lot of great, you know, tropical species. Um, I haven't got there yet someday, you know, Lord willing. Um, but, uh, in Oregon anyway, it's gonna be, there was a few summer steelhead that just absolutely worked me, you know, that were five, six pounds, just <clears throat> acrobatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it was just that fish by nature, you know, I don't think you can kind of blanket the whole species because of smallies, they all fly, they all fight hard. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't matter for two inches or two pounds um which is another i don't know yeah, two pounds that's a big one i don't know if i've gotten there yet <laughs> two pounds oh, here, small yeah, mouth. yeah yeah well yeah, yeah. for for oregon well, no that's, yeah. uh, that's nah, a good I think fish I, have. I think i have i think i have but uh um man some of those steelhead are really special some of those some of those summer fish yeah um so now uh, were you catching those on on fly rod uh, or, a couple of those were a couple, a couple of those were on flies. Yep, <clears throat> yep. A couple of those were on flies. A couple of those were on uh, the cigarette butt method <laughs> I nice. spoke of earlier. <laughs> God, that was a long day. Uh, another here. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I, I'd have to say that that growing up in the Midwest, I've done obviously much more fishing for uh, walleye and and pike and and uh, and bass than I have for salmon and steelhead and trout. But you give, I mean, some of the northern pike that I have caught, um, which has been quite a few, uh, In obviously the bigger the fish, obviously, but some of those adolescent northerns you catch, they just mm. don't know any better. I mean, and mm. they will just, yeah, uh, you know, with a, especially with a wire leader where you don't really have to worry about it too much. <laughs> Actually, without a wire leader probably makes it better because you oh, do have to uh, yeah, you gotta finesse cater, em. cater to them a little yep. bit. but. Man, I mean, um, my folks have a place up in the in the northern part of the state of Wisconsin, and it was my my grandparents and and uh, man, just so many memories of going up there and and uh, midsummer, just you know, it's it's one of those every cast mm. sort of things. Mm. And you know, you didn't catch a lot of huge ones middle of the day, but I mean, you could go out there and and catch twenty five, thirty mm. of the, and they all just they fought, and they were all carbon copies of the the next one. You know, they were all eighteen yeah. inches and just fighting fury but uh i'd say northern uh and it, it is hard to uh disagree with smallmouth. i mean they're especially in a river system you know mm-hmm. where where you're, you get a little bit of current that you're mm-hmm. dealing with too but northerns have been 
pretty near and dear to my heart. <clears throat> Even catching them through the ice, ice fishing, um, man, you know, they they tear you up. Yeah. So it's, mm. it's they'd, they'd probably be my number two. I've caught a few mm -hmm. throwing crankbait for bass that pike hammer. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it is. It yep. is aggressive fish mm -hmm. for sure. Now, John, you went to Alaska last year. Was that last year or two years ago now? Uh, with yeah, your folks. Yeah, a couple years back. Yeah. And you, you guys actually fished for uh, pike up there, right? We did. We did. Yeah, we uh, uh, hauled a jet boat up there. Um, it was Just like a quick couple hour drive. Yeah, it was five five days. <laughs> five days. Um, <laughs> five days driving. It was yeah five one days, and a half days five fishing. days to uh, Wasilla. Uh, which is just outside of Anchorage there. And then uh, it was a three-hour jet boat ride up into some of these, you know, uh, tributaries uh, of some, some bigger rivers and then to some lake systems. But, yeah, yeah, that was the first pike I caught was yeah. right there. Um, and they were, yeah, they were fun. They were fun. We didn't have, uh, I, you know, I was way overgeared. <laughs> <laughs> I was way overgeared. I had my salmon poles, you know. <laughs> we were trying to hit some some, some salmon runs, and, and you know, okay, that didn't work out due to the water conditions. But yeah, I mean, catching a a two pound northern on eighty pound you know braid or fifty pound <laughs> braid, those poor guys didn't have a chance. But it was fun. Yeah. It was great, great adventure. I learned how not to drive a jet boat. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was, I had a, a whole bunch of you know backseat drivers and they're <laughs> screaming left left i'm being right and i'm just you know no well, water those, visibility right no yeah. water visibility and everything those rivers looks good are so huge so there's islands everywhere and, and tributaries uh, coming in we went from about 30 miles an hour to zero in about 15 feet really up on this uh just this mud just hit some Sludge. mud and sandbar there's some eh? pictures of shame i'm sure floating around of <laughs> me digging the you know us digging the boat out but great adventure great adventure didn't, did you not have some uh, mechanical difficulties getting back up, like, as soon as you Oh, got, yeah, like yeah, yeah. So the main the main uh, boat launch there, so we actually had to motor downriver, hit another main river, go up, and do the same thing coming home. And so coming home, you're going upriver all the way to the launch. And and um, my brother was driving um, at that point um, and, and uh, um, you know, getting his, his uh, sea legs under him, feeling confident, you know, and and uh and uh, he decides to to uh before we get out of the main current into the into the boat launch area he decides to, to pull to, to pull off the throttle well um he did it pretty fast and um kind of was a shock to the uh to the outboard mm. and uh, it died and there was a lot of obstructions on the bank uh root wads and and our eyes got big and we were all in fear <laughs> of our life and Luckily, my dad, being the smart guy he is, ran back, dropped the uh, tiller, and we were just able to kind of squeak it up the bank, um, you know, saving our lives, and um, and we eventually got got into the calmer water where we could we could go up. We actually stayed in the main current, kind of freaking out for like 45 seconds, <laughs> and Dad's like, Dad's on the tiller, and he's like, Jeff. Uh, raise the main motor. <laughs> the main motor was down. Oh yeah, and he's the tiller like, work he's way like, too hard. He's like, oh no hell, I'm like no no kidding, man. So so Jeff got on the jack plate, raised it up, and <laughs> once again, my dad smarts, you know, saves yeah. the day, and uh, and it's cool, calm, collected. Yeah, nature. yeah, yeah. Jeff, my dad would have been throwing everybody overboard just to get him out of the way. Jeff, so he, uh, <laughs> Jeff so got so away with one there, and uh, 
<laughs> and yeah, you know, Jeff almost uh, Jeff almost killed us all. Thanks, bro. Uh, no, it wasn't his fault. Um, but uh, but yeah, so really really good adventure, really good adventure um, there. And that was a that was a lot of a lot of scenery and stuff. I'd like to get back there. But sure, it was fun. Nice. We'll do it again someday. Awesome, cool. Well, awesome. Uh, I think that uh, kind of wraps up uh, episode one. Um, hope everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, we're gonna try to do this uh, weekly. That's not a promise, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna do our best to get uh, episodes out every week. Um, and yep. uh, like John and Nate had said, anything that you have to offer as far as suggestions or uh, if it's whether it's a would you rather, um, please feel free to go to thecrave.net and let us know. Get a hold of us. We will do our best to get back with you in a timely fashion. Um, uh, follow us on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, we will get, uh, again, we'll get back to you as soon as, as we can with, with all of your requests. Um, but check us out. We, we appreciate it. Uh, download our episodes, subscribe, and uh, we will promise to bring you guys um, entertainment every week. You yes. Know, take, take, yeah. a break, yes. take a break. Take a break. When you're needing your fix, when you're sitting at your desk or <laughs> yeah. you're, uh, you know, you're driving a truck and, and you, need, uh, you need a fix for the outdoors, uh, we will be that for you guys. So. We don't promise it'll be entertaining, but... It'll be entertainment. It'll yeah. be entertainment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, you, if you just need a chuckle, no, it'll be yeah. good. Check us out. It'll be Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Thanks so, for tuning in. And if, um, if you uh, <clears throat> if you like the uh, winter steelhead conversation, stay tuned. Uh, we'll have we'll have some more content on that coming. Yeah, coming chime right in. Soon. I can talk about fish for hours. Yeah. So no, we actually have um, we have. So John, you do an annual, uh, not an annual, uh, annual. Uh, <laughs> 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 you do an annual. Uh, steelhead trip. Usually, it's to Eastern Oregon. Yes. Uh, to the uh, Grand Ron River, correct? Um, but this was going to be a little bit different this year. Yep. Yep. We uh, we we try to get up to the Northeast Oregon, and it's not always on on that particular stream, but we we bounce around um, depending on on the water conditions. But uh, it's a uh, it's a basically it's a group of group of college buddies, mm -hmm. and they are all really really good fishermen, and. Um, and while you know modest guys, they won't they won't ever say they uh, right they, they, you know that they're like an authority on anything. But they're some of the best fishermen I know when it comes to steelhead. And we're get awesome. all getting together and we're hitting a a stream up on the southern coast this year, southern Oregon coast. So we might be doing a podcast down there if we get their blessing. And uh, they don't know what's happening, so it's going to be a surprise. Awesome. But uh, yeah, it'll be good. There'll be a lot of lot of laughs and a lot of stories <coughs> and and some good, good. information on good. on kind of how to stuff and tech tips and Perfect. and what not to do That'll and we're gonna get some video LBB. we're gonna get some video shot of that um as far as actual footage of us fishing um and uh like john said any technical tips or anything yeah. that we can bring you guys if you have questions beforehand we'll try to be active socially and uh prepare you guys for what's coming up and if you have questions before we go do um a show that you can get us beforehand uh, or or afterwards so uh stay tuned for that appreciate that so um, one last thing before we go, we'll just do a quick, uh, uh, what we learned. Um, I definitely learned oh, a lot, man. so, um, I'll go first. First of all, I learned that, uh, we don't have a good pulse on why or what the genesis between, uh, four pointer mm -hmm. versus, uh, <laughs> uh, four point is, and yeah. we're going to figure that out. But, uh, I, I learned that we're, nobody's real positive on where that, uh, where that line is divided and why it is divided. Nader? Yeah. Well, 
And I also Thanks. learned uh, that the winter and uh, summer run of steelhead is actually two different runs, not the same fish, two different times. So <laughs> yeah, all you steelhead fishermen out there can just <laughs> blow your shade. <laughs> hold, hold comments. Boo. But when it comes to whitetails, we'll, we'll have a different discussion. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. But Nader? Uh, well, I learned a lot about steelhead today. Appreciate that, Johnny. Um, yeah. been, uh, been something I've wanted to expose myself more to, but, uh, the steelhead I'm have wanted you to s- expose yourself to them. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't know about wanted. <laughs> they were saying, come on in waist deep. <laughs> <laughs> the water's warm in here. <laughs> That's right. Expose That's yourself. Right. <laughs> well, if it's a summer run anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, yeah, I learned a little uh, bit, a, a mild amount about where possibly the the steelhead nomenclature comes from. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, looking forward to learning more in the near future. Awesome, Johnny. <sighs> I learned that uh, this room is way too small to do a podcast in. After you guys have had some, uh, you know, some of your pasta, chicken, beef, stroganoff, whatever that is, it's black everywhere. bean chili. You can't, you can't. I, you might be able to see it on the video, but I can definitely. I'm breathing it in here, so this is this has been a this has been a journey. Uh, it's called a cleanse. Uh, <coughs> Are you saying the air is thick? Uh, second, yeah, it's 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 like blue smoke in here. I've been in bars <laughs> with cleaner air. Uh, but uh, uh, in addition to that, um, well, we're just making fish bait. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sigma right, butts, you know? right. No, but that that's that's the main thing I learned. But uh, second thing I learned is uh, this is a lot of fun. I think um this, this is gonna be a good good run. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah. this is gonna be good. So. Um, yeah, definitely open to any kind of constructive criticism, you guys out there. So, you bet. And non-constructive yep. too, if that's your thing. Right. Do you just sure. want to make fun Bring of it. us? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's. We'll, he will not build up or edify us at all. Go ahead and send it our way. Yeah. <laughs> but no, thanks, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, again, it's the Crave with a K, K R A V E dot net. Uh, check it out. Uh, we'll have more episodes to come. Subscribe. Uh, leave us. Uh, um, what are they call reviews. Yeah. Leave, leave us a review. Yeah. Definitely let us know how we're doing. Absolutely. We appreciate it.